And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Bon Thank you very much. And welcome back to the Bob and Ray Show. Well, we've been racking our brains all night and all day. Brain. Brain. Uh, trying to figure out how to work that silly horn in uh, the show today, and it's impossible. See, we really hang ourselves up when we give you those previews of the next day's show because we, we don't think of them until they're supposed to be heard. Hey, am I off suspension <clears throat> yet? Yes. Oh. Today you are. Okay, well, then I can push the horn. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, then we promised a preview of uh, a special automobile for the day, didn't we? All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, right. thanks, Webb. Now then, let's check in uh, with the Burns, shall we, first of all? Beth, if you would. Hi, and welcome to the Biff Burns Sports Room. Uh, this is Biff Burns speaking, and with the pennant race rapidly drawing to a close, I thought I'd run off a tape of the famous locker room celebration held the day the Boston Belters won the pennant some 23-odd years ago. Here, then, is that locker room celebration. Hi! This is hard. This, if you can't hear me, don't blame me. Hi! This is Jimmy Porter. Porterhouse is for it. And uh, if, you can, uh, if you can't hear me, it's not my fault. Hey, Art. Over hey, Art. Art, over here. Now, this is Art Beatty, the manager of the Boston Belters. <laughs> hey, if you can't hear me, don't blame me. Art's trying to work his way over here, and in a few seconds, we'll find out how most of the fellas feel about winning the... Hey, Art, over here. Hi, Jimmy. I hope you can hear me. I, I can hear you, Art. Can you hear me? Hey, don't blame me if you can't hear me. The thing here is really... It's terrific. Art, uh, how the boys feel about winning the pennant? Are they excited? Well, you can imagine. Hey, cut it off, John. Hey, Doc, save it. Jerry, the boys feel just great about going. Hey, wait a minute, Don Stewart. Hey, Don, can you hear me? Don, can you get over here, Don? Hi, Jimmy Boy. Can you hear me? Hey, don't play me if you can't hear me. The thing here is terrific. Hey, Jimmy Pal. Don, Don Stewart. Hey, Don, where's my boy, the great goose himself? Hey, Don, where's the great goose? Isn't this thing terrific, Jimmy? Like this. Oh, it's terrific, Jim. I, uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's really tremendous. I've never seen anything like this. 
Did you ever hear so much noise? It's terrific. It's a real experience being down here. You know. You've got to be down here to appreciate it, right, Jim? That's right, Jimmy. The din down here. Hey, don't horse around, Froggy. Don't oh, Vince. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Here's Vince Froggy. Uh, Vince? Vince Froggy, how do you feel? Vince? Great, Jimmy. I feel great. Vince, uh, doesn't feel great to be this moment to be a member of the winning team like the Washington Belders. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me, but the uh, Boston Belder locker room is on the third base side of the stage. I wonder, uh, I wonder if it's as noisy over there, because the din here is terrific. Uh, and so it went. The day some 23-odd years ago. And now this is Biff Burns saying, until next time, this is Biff Burns saying so long. Every now and then we... Uh, take a survey to see how many people are whistling marches on the street. And uh, our most recent one disclosed two people. Yeah, well, I tell you, marches are uh, very difficult to sing and, as a consequence, they're difficult to whistle. Uh, it used to be quite a common sight to see people, hear people walking down the street. So well, this particular part is difficult to... Oh, hi. Hi there. Mel, come in. And then there's another, another difficult part. Uh, Sit down, Mel, huh? They don't have whistling programs anymore, either. No, that's right. Very difficult. Well, uh, I suppose he's here for something, isn't he? I, uh, I think so. Huh. Hi, I'm Mel Tormey. Yeah, hi, Mel. How you doing, buddy? Uh, look, we're trying to do a show. Okay. Oh, he's here for the commercial. And once again, Grand Motel. A speck of a place, a heck of a place, owned and run by Leonard Humphrey. Now, in the last episode... A rueful Leonard Humphrey lost a busload of passengers because of his bad business habits. So this week, Leonard and Mr. E.S. Carpley, the famous motel efficiency expert, flown in to look things over. And that's it, Mr. Carpley. He's getting ready to check in 150 bus passengers when this lady asked for her continental breakfast on the spot. When I wouldn't give it to her... The bus driver got mad and had all the passengers push the bus 70 miles to the next town. Well, uh, what does your continental breakfast consist of, Humphrey? Uh, donuts and coffee. Uh, give me a second to think about this. Uh, Humphrey, how's the coffee served? In a container or a cup? I serve the coffee in a container, Mr. Carpley. The drinker gets three lumps of sugar and a stirring stick plus the donuts, of course. Uh, how long is the, uh, stirring stick, Humphrey? Oh, about six inches, I'd say. Well, if you cut the, uh, stick down to three inches, you could cut costs immediately on that. You think so, Mr. Carpley? Well, how many stirring sticks uh, do you have on hand, Humphrey? About, uh, 8,000, I guess. Well, I think the number of, uh, stirring sticks you have on hand warrants you taking them to a sawmill for cutting. Well, the uh, coffee containers run five inches high. Don't you think the stirring stick should uh, be a little too short that way? Well, uh, look, Humphrey, I'm trying to cut costs here. Do you have uh, one of the sticks handy? Yeah, right in my pocket here. I'm going to snap this thing in half. 
Like so. Now, where do you keep the hot coffee and donuts? Uh, I keep that stuff uh, right next to the highway. I learned my lesson with impatient people. Now, Humphrey, the next car that rolls in here, if the people should happen to want the continental breakfast right away, I'd like to, uh, I'd like you to give it to them. Yeah. And to give them this three-inch stirring stick, too, see? And I'll stay in the background and watch. Okay, Mr. Carpley. I think one's coming in now. Say, do you know where the Best View Motel is, mister? I sure do, ma'am. It's about three miles up the road, but I think I ought to tell you that they don't serve no continental breakfast. <laughs> do you serve continental breakfast here? Yes, ma'am. We serve a continental breakfast consisting of donuts and coffee at the Grand Motel. Care for some? Well, it's 9 p.m., but you're so hospitable, I think I will have some. All right, here she is, piping hot coffee. All I got to do is pour it in the container. Right, it looks good. How many sugars, man? Two sugars. Right. Here she is, all ready to drink. And here's the donuts. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> do you have something I can use to stir the sugar in the coffee? Certainly, ma'am. Take this stirring stick here. Well, it looks a little short. I'm sure it'll do the job, lady. You go ahead and stir. All right. Ow! My fingers went in the hot coffee. Mercy, it hurts. If I didn't have to be in Arizona by Thursday, I'd stay and sue you. Goodbye. Hey, Carpley. Did you hear that? Yeah, now, Humphrey, if we cut down the containers, uh, then... Get out of here, Carpley. All right, sir. And don't come back. I'm sending a bill, though. Wait till my daughter Naomi gets back from town and hears about this. And so Leonard Humphrey is thwarted again in his attempts to put Grand Motel back on its feet. Be with us again soon as he mulls over the idea of renovation. Mel, come on up here, will you? Yes, because uh, right now we have important news about fast relief for cold miseries. Oh, and uh, Bob, that kind of news is always important, especially when it comes from four-way cold tablets. Hi, I'm Mel Torme, getting ready to record some new songs. I don't mind these rehearsal sessions, but I dread a nasty cold. What kind of music can I make with body aching, feeling hot and feverish? I have to shake off cold miseries fast. So I take four-way cold tablets. Then I begin to feel better right away. Good advice, Mel. Four-way's the fast way to relieve cold distress, even of virus colds. Clinical tests of all the leading cold tablets proved four-way fastest acting. In minutes, four-way's exclusive formula speeds wonderful pain reliever into your bloodstream and all through your body. In the same time, the other leading brands showed no trace of pain-relieving medicines. None of the other leading cold tablets, only four-way, started so fast to relieve all these cold miseries. Relieves muscular pains, headache. Reduces fever. Calms upset stomach. Also overcomes irregularity. Today, get four-way cold tablets, the fast way to relieve those nasty cold miseries. Four-way, only 29 cents. Thanks, Mel. Moodly up and up and Bob, uh, where's the train? 
Train today is uh, should be in Phoenix, Arizona, and Arthur Schrank with the Bob and Ray Trophy exhibit should be receiving a warm welcome from Homer Lane. <laughs> all right, all right. Crazy, crazy. Homer Lane is the manager at KOL there in Phoenix. So come in, Arthur Schrank. This is Arthur Schrank speaking from the rear platform of the Bob and Ray Trophy train here on the siding. Close to the stockyards here in Phoenix. Standing beside me at the KOL microphone is Homer Lane. Homer, how are you, buddy? Very good, Arthur, and we of Cool Radio here certainly welcome uh, your train. I wonder, sir, if you could answer a few questions that I know Bob and Ray would like to. Hi, everybody, this is Arthur Shrank. Mr. Lane, I wonder if you could answer a few questions that I know Bob and Ray would ask if they were here. Well, I certainly will try if you just want to fire them uh, at me. Or... How do you like it? I think it's uh, a wonderful thing you're doing. As I said, uh, we've had some very good reaction to the various trophies on the train. I think uh, uh, Bob's bicycle clip uh, was uh, appreciated about as much as anything. What did you think of Ray's sweatshirt from his track days? Uh, that that received a good amount of uh, interest, yes. Yeah, anything else, sir, that you'd care to comment on? I mean, what... If... Hi, uh, Arthur Schrank. Uh, do your clients like it? Do your, is it... We've, uh, we've got a, quite a few clients over here, and uh, they all seem to be all they, enjoying uh, things. Are they free? Uh, they're all the, quite uh... anxious to hear your, uh, your midget. Uh, sing. Uh, uh, small assistant, don't let him hear oh. you. Oh. That's, uh, oh. There it goes, time. Well, goodbye, uh, Arthur, and give our best to Bob and I Ray. hope you, uh, all your friends, uh, let us, uh, spend a lot of green, sir. Right, well, that's a lot. Goodbye, goodbye. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Wallace. Goodbye, goodbye. I wish you all a last goodbye. Thank you, Arthur. And it's preview time now. Tomorrow, Natalie Attired will say another college song. We'll have a preview of that in just ten seconds. What will it be, Natalie? There it is right now, Eddie. That's all. Till tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. It's welcome back time for Arthur Godfrey, Monday on the CBS Radio Network.